what? I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I, I wasn't, my heart wasn't beating fast enough. I literally just didn't know what was going on. Because right. they come up to me, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm with them. Like, mm-hmm. that's like the police coming up to you and saying, hey, ma'am, I need to speak to you. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, going somewhere. <laughs> I didn't know who they was. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need no paperwork. Like, <laughs> no Girl Scout cookies for me. And they like, no, nah, no, nah, we customs. I'm like, what? <laughs> like they're handing out a flyer or something. No, nah, I don't want that. Right. Nah. I'm like, no, nah, I don't need nothing. Yeah, so to find out they was customs. They're like, why is they coming at me? <laughs> Hello, hello. Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because it's been a while. Um, (laughs) I was away, and so even though obviously I've been uploading episodes regularly, I actually have not done any interviews or editing for the past two or three weeks. And... um, I'm I'm back to editing now, obviously, but I won't be starting back interviews again until like mid to late September. So it feels odd to be back on the mic, but I'm glad to be back at it because I still have um, all these interviews waiting that I really want to get out to y'all, including today's. Um, today's guest is my friend Courtney. We went to school together, elementary school through high school. And then, you know, after high school graduation, everybody goes their own way. And so she went on to college where she studied entrepreneurship and apparel merchandising. And uh, while she was doing that, she had the opportunity to study apparel merchandising and also a little bit of design as well in Paris. So she spent some time telling me all about that. She has a lot of really funny anecdotes to share, (laughs) a couple of which she mentioned um, during our conversation. I hope those bring as much joy and laughter to you as they did for me. And, um, you know, Courtney's just a real joy to talk to. She's really laid back and um, she was, you know, outside in her backyard while we were doing the interview. And it was just really refreshing. I don't think, to my knowledge, I don't I don't think that's happened before where someone was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I just feel like relaxing. So I'm just going to sit outside and, and do this. So that was, that was really nice. And um, she's also a DJ, which I think is super cool because I don't um, personally know of a ton of female DJs out there, especially not in this area where we're located. So uh, she talks a little bit about how she got into that and how she's growing as a a DJ as well as doing other work that she's involved in. So you hear about that as well as her travels and I really hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend, Courtney Williams. Hey. Am I? Oh yeah. Oh, hey. Hi. How are you? You can see me, right? Yeah, I can see you. Okay, good. I don't know the last time I've been on a webcam. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Your hair looks lovely as always. Thank you, girl. I'm doing well. <laughs> it's nice outside. I came out on the deck at my okay. mom's house to do it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, good, good. I'm really glad that you um, agreed to be on this podcast. Um, 
I don't know, it's just super fun. And every time someone says, oh yeah, I'll do it. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, it's like your baby, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling, girl. Right, right. Um, but okay, let us start with you um, introducing yourself. Whatever it is you want people to know about you off the bat, just just have at it. Okay, perfect. So my name is Courtney. I usually go by Court Denise on social media. Um, I am a graduate from Central Michigan University. I double majored in entrepreneurship and apparel merchandising back in 2015. And now um, I DJ and I also work in retail. Mm. That's a little bit about me. Nice. And how long have you been DJing? Uh, so I, I'm sorry. Seriously, okay. for like a year now. But okay. I've been like in my bedroom DJing for longer than that. It just took me a long time to get out of my shell and actually like step out and be like, hey, yeah, so I'm a DJ. Right. I feel you. I feel you. That's so cool. I feel yeah, like, yeah. I mean, are there a lot of female DJs out there? I feel like there aren't, or at least not um, well-known ones. I mean, not as many as, like, n- men, but mm-hmm. there, are, there are quite a few if you, like, dig into it, and especially on social media. That's why I love social media, because mm-hmm. just by putting in a simple hashtag, you can connect with people who are interested in the same things as you across mm-hmm. the world. So that's where I found most of the uh, female DJs that I'm familiar with today yeah. through social media. Cool, cool. Yeah? That's so interesting. Were you, like... I'm sorry, we're not, this isn't supposed to be about you DJing, but I'm just curious, was there something or someone in particular that inspired you to dabble in DJing and then, you know, take it outside of your room to like, um, you know, do events and things like that? Like what was the inspiration to, to branch off into being a DJ? Yeah. So, um, back in 20, it was either, I believe it was 2012, mm-hmm. I started a blog. And it's so funny, I was just looking back at it before this interview, like, wow, man, I've came a long way. <laughs> but I started a blog um, called Excalibur Lifestyle. And through that, I would post music um, that's like locally and internationally that I was into personally. Mm-hmm. And through that, I was able to make a lot of con- connections. And that's where my passion came from, with just like examining music and then pushing it out to uh, like the masses, I guess you could say, or like the World Wide web, like, hey, this is what I'm interested in. You might like it too. Mm-hmm. Not many people know about it. So here it is. And um, a lot of love came off of that. But as we'll talk about later, I ended up studying abroad. And during that time, I kind of fell off with my blogging through mm-hmm. Excalibur Lifestyle and the music. Yeah. And when I came back, it just like, it quite wasn't the same. I felt like I couldn't get a grasp back on it because I had been off for so long mm-hmm. and I always still had that passion for music but I knew like I'm not a rapper so I had to find mm-hmm. some other avenue for mm-hmm. me to like for me to delve into that yeah. involved music and I fell into DJing my brother he also DJs and he gave me that like that reassurance that it's definitely something I could do mm-hmm. nice so yeah my brother I guess I could say yeah. Well, I think that's so cool. Like, I mean, what's, I don't know, like, when you think of like, cool types of people, I feel like DJ is up there. And I feel like you already are kind of like, you have your own style, you have your own vibe. So you being a DJ on top of it, it's like, okay, that that seems like 
so Courtney. Like she's just her own person doing her own thing, you know? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No problem, no problem. So, um, so yes, yeah, you went to Central mm -hmm. and um, you studied fashion merchandising, you said? Yes. Okay, and so you went to Europe for study abroad. Was that like a summer long program or a couple weeks? So it was a month long program. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And was that like, do you remember, was that like in between, what years that was between? Like, was that after freshman year, after sophomore year, something yeah, like that? Yeah, so I was just looking back, like I said, because on my site, I post, I did a couple blog posts about uh, my time being there, and those are the most popular mm -hmm. clicks that I had on the site, which was really cool. But it was back in 2013. It was like summer of 2013. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so it was, uh, it was like a year before I graduated, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. So you were in Europe for a month. What was your program about? Well, I mean, it was, it had to do with like your major, but like, um, I mean, had you already planned to participate in this program or was it something that you came across by happenstance? Mm -hmm. How did that work out? Uh, well, I know this sounds super cliche, but the law of attraction is like really real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I knew studying abroad, I knew I always wanted to travel abroad. Maybe it wasn't studying abroad, but I knew I wanted to get get out of the U.S. and just experience a different culture. Mm -hmm. And um, going to college just really opened those horizons for something like that to happen. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember, I, I believe I got like a pamphlet or maybe it was an email from the from the study abroad program. And I was like, oh, you know, th maybe this is my chance to go. Let me look a little deeper into it. Mm -hmm. And so that that's basically where it all started. It's pretty much, I'm sure it was from an email. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. This, this is my chance to go. It's an opportunity. When else? Better than now. Mm -hmm. so that's why I did it. Yeah. And was it a large group of people that you went with? There was, let me see. I believe there was like, Five of us? Five? Oh, yeah. okay. There yeah. were five of us, and they were, everybody was in the um, apparel merchandising program. Apparel okay. merchandising and design program. Gotcha. And so there were five of you, and then there, was there also a professor from that department who went along with you? Yes. Who was yeah, there? yeah. Okay. We had um, one professor go with us, and she must, I feel like she has the best job because she gets to go there every <laughs> single summer with groups of students, you know what I'm saying? And she gets to stay in her own little apartment in Paris. And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. she looks over us and stuff for emergencies. At least that's some, somebody we know, like an adult we knew we could go to if anything were to go, like, get out of hand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we had one professor go with us. All right. And, um, oh, excuse me. So you had, you hadn't, uh, left the country before you went on this program. This was like Canada. This, you know that's right up the street. Right, it's right, right up the street. Canada, <laughs> but nowhere your, other than that. Oh, okay. So, like you said, this was like your chance to begin to see more of the world. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So, you go on this program. Where did you go first? Which country did you go to first? So we went. Let me see. We. I don't even think we had any layovers. Yeah, we just flew straight 
from Detroit to the CDG airport. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how to pronounce um, pronounce the name of it, mm-hmm. but we, we flew straight into Europe and straight into Paris. And um, the only other place we went was Belgium. Mm, I okay. Yeah. We went to Antwerp, Belgium for a fashion show, which was really, really, really cool. We traveled there by train. Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking you were like in a different place from week to week, but you were actually in Paris most of the time with the exception of going to Belgium for that fashion show. Correct. Yeah. Like on our downtime, we were able to travel to different places if we wanted to. Like if we had a whole day off from studies, Mm -hmm. we could travel to wherever we wanted to go to. Obviously, we would have to notify the professor and our parents and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I didn't go anywhere else other than those two places. But there was another girl in my group who went multiple other places because she knew people in those different places. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you feel, you know, when you first arrived or maybe maybe even during the first couple of days being in France? Like, did you, were you excited? Were you, like, nervous? Did you know French? Or did it matter or not whether you knew French at the time? <laughs> um, I didn't know no French. Like, I mean, they gave us a little <laughs> crash course before we went, like, yeah. bonjour, we oui, and stuff like that. But, like, I didn't know any French whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But we did also have, like, an interpreter there mm-hmm. through our school okay. because I went to the Paris American Academy. Okay. Speaker, her name was, um, what's her name? Man, it's coming out of Anya's. Her name was Anya's. And mm. she she was our interpreter through the school and she went with us everywhere just, you know, to help combat that language barrier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so were you I don't know how like fashion or textile design, I don't know how like that goes as far as like studying that. Were you in a classroom every day? Were you making things every day? Like, Yeah. Okay. So it was a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the students in our group uh, were a mixture of apparel merchandising and then apparel design. Those are mm-hmm. two different programs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with there being two different, um, two different uh, parts of the major in one group, they made sure to encompass like both sides. In okay. our program over there so we did apparel merchandising things like uh, we learned a lot about like louis vuitton and all those brands and then we also made things we made like felt hats we made we did some beading and shibori techniques dyeing. so it was a mixture of, of uh, both of the two and our courses were were blocked out i would say so like on monday if we had a class, I wouldn't say it was even a class. It was more so like a, a lecture of some sort, mm-hmm. a lecture, just like a crash course, I guess. Mm-hmm. It would be like a th- three hour block, say from nine to 12, we'd be doing something. And then we would be able to have lunch after that uh, for about an hour or two. And then we might have another two hour block where we go back and we learn something else. And then we have the rest of the day to do whatever we want. Okay. And Tuesday, we might have the entire day free where we could just explore Paris and do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Then Wednesday, we might have a block blocked off from like, say, 10 to 2 where we go 
where we all as a group go to different museums in Paris. So mm-hmm. it wasn't always classroom based, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, but we got to move around as a unit. Okay, good. So it didn't um it didn't get old. It wasn't like the same sort of thing every single day, the same sort of no. schedule. Okay. No, it wasn't old, but it definitely was tiring because of the time difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you start classes right away once you arrived? Did you have like time to get adjusted before you started your courses? You remember? I believe we maybe had, I, I really don't 100% remember. I feel like we maybe had like two days. Okay. Maybe like two days to get adjusted and then we hit the ground running on that mm. Monday. I feel mm-hmm. like we maybe left on like a Wednesday or a Thursday and then we started classes on that Monday. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it sounds like you had a lot of time to explore. Do you remember what some of your favorite things were that you did or saw? Or maybe ate? Maybe there's a certain <laughs> food or something that you remembered liking? <laughs> yeah. So we went to Monet's Garden. Mm-hmm. Can you still see me? Yes, I can see you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so we went to Monet's Garden, which was really cool. Um, we went down another street. I, I can't even remember the street names. Like I said, it was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, we found a lot of like thrift shops. Uh, there was a bakery that we would go to every morning before before our classes or courses. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that's where I gained most of my weight because <laughs> it was all bread, like just bread mm-hmm. and like some meat or just yeah. bread and cheese. Right. Um, and then we <laughs> went to like the Louvre, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was big. We didn't even get to explore the whole thing because it's, it's huge. Yeah. Um, What's well, a palace, mm-hmm. right? Like it used to be a, a royal palace and then yeah. it into a museum. So it's, it's mm-hmm. massive, enormous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, like the Eiffel Tower, which is pretty right. Cool. And from from our apartment, we could see like the tip of the Eiffel Tower, which was really mm-hmm. that was a surreal moment. I was like, oh, is that the Eiffel Tower? No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> you know, I felt the same way when I was in France. I was there for um, basically an entire summer and mm-hmm. I actually never went. I never went like up the Eiffel Tower because mm-hmm. it's like I would see it not maybe not every day but multiple times in a week and it just mm-hmm. became like oh yeah the Eiffel Tower is there sure. right right exactly. and so it's just like it never it's not like I didn't appreciate it but at the same time it was like oh yeah this is just part of where I'm at right now <laughs> like, right I, know. I was like yeah. I don't need to go to no Eiffel. I see that in the morning when I wake up. Right, exactly. <laughs> I ride the bus past that every Sunday. Like, I I see it all the time. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. But no, nah, oh, it was cool. I didn't go, um like, up it. Mm-hmm. But next time I go, I, I definitely want to go up it. Yeah. Were you there during, you said it was a month-long program in the summer. Were you there in during July at all? I feel like we came back in June. Oh, okay. Maybe. I feel like it was from May to June. Okay. I was going to say, if you, had, if you had been there in July, you could have um, seen the fireworks. Because they do mm-hmm. fireworks at the Eiffel Tower every year for their Independence Day. Yeah. In so that would have been yeah. fun. 
No, I think we came back just before July because I remember we came back before my birthday. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And I'm wondering because um, people ask me this and I don't always know how to respond, um, but it's especially if they're American and I tell them that like I've been to France, they'll be like, oh, do do French people hate American people? Like, are they rude? Are they snobby? Like, how Mm -hmm. did they... You know, did you have any issues with them? Like, what are? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But I didn't. I personally didn't have that experience. But then again, I was there because I was studying the language, so that helped. I don't right. know. But you, you know, you're a different person, different experience. Do you? Did you observe anything in regard to people? Maybe I don't know. Interacting with you a certain way because yeah, you're know American you or because you don't speak French, you know. So. I don't know. It was interesting. Like, I feel like as long as you try to speak their native language and not mm-hmm. be like sarcastic with it, you know yeah. what I'm saying, or okay. any sort of way, then they would be like more apt to, you know, help mm-hmm. you out with whatever you're trying to do. Um, I feel like they appreciate that a lot more. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm just kind of a quiet person as it is like if I'm around uh familiar territory then I'm comfortable and I will be like out of the box but in unfamiliar mm-hmm. territory I kind of just like lay low and just figure it out on my own right. same same <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I didn't have that problem and I'm just a chill person overall but yeah um I I did notice that you know I feel like they they thought maybe Americans were a little bit like belligerent and like out there and I, I did notice that, which is crazy. Um, like some sometimes in groups, I could be like, "Oh yeah, there's, there's some Americans, there's some Americans," which I don't know is a good or bad thing, but I did notice the difference. And I, I did notice the side eyes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's all about just respect. Respect at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, like don't just go somewhere and like wild out just because you can like just mm-hmm. respect people's culture right as long as you come with respect then you'll be respected mm-hmm. and so that's how i feel about that okay mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty fair i feel like that's yeah. pretty good a pretty good rule to follow no matter yeah. what country you go to so Okay, I just figured I'd ask. I feel like it's rude. I feel like it's anything like any other place that's like very touristy. The people who live yeah. there are like just about their business, just going right. about their way, and just they know where they're going and they know what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's the same thing being over in another country like Paris. Like it's it's very touristy. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they just used to that. Like, oh, it's a tourist. They're doing tourist things. But I know where I'm going. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm trying to get around you because you don't know where you're going, you know? And I (laughs) can't be late to where I'm going. So I don't feel like it was any, like, snotty movie or nothing like that. They just used to tourists. Right. I feel like maybe it's kind of the same in New York. I haven't been in New York very often, but I feel like it's a similar thing where it's like, okay, all these people are gonna be here. I already know it, but I still need to go about my life. So let me just exactly, yeah, maneuver same around in New York or even with like LA. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. <laughs> okay, so um, 
Wow. Um, so you were with a small group of students. Were, were there like other students from like other schools who were with y'all at the same time, like in the same program or was it just you five together all the time? It was just us. Okay. Well, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Paris American Academy had other schools that were attending it at the same time. But like, as far as like us, we weren't like a commingled program, I guess you could say. It was just right. us who went down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And were there, um, well, it was only five of y'all, so I don't know. Like, were you the only black girl on the trip? Like, yes. Okay. Were you the only mm-hmm. black person too? Huh? Were you the only black person as well? Yeah, I was the only black person in the group. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sure it wasn't anything you weren't already used to. I just figured I'd ask. Yeah, no, it wasn't nothing that I wasn't used to. <laughs> it was funny because when I was down there, I like, it was on our way to Belgium. We were in the train station and like, I had got, it wasn't even lost from my group, but they were maybe like 50 feet in front of me, excuse me, 50 feet in front of me. And I had turned the other way. And when I turned back, I couldn't see them. But mm-hmm. then when I like, stood up a little bit more I could see them yeah. so I ended up you know speed walking to them but on my way to them these people in like badges and stuff started surrounding me I'm like what? I'm like I'm with them over there <laughs> and they they like long story short I guess they were like customs or something like and they were asking to see my password I'm like I'm with them over there and then my teacher had to come over she's like oh no she's with us she was with us and that was just like a weird experience in general. You know, I didn't oh know if it, that was maybe because I was the only black person looking lost or what. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was strange. That was the only like strange experience I had when I was down there. Yeah, it is really strange. Yeah. Yeah. Were you like, were you freaked out or were you just confused? Because I feel I'm like, like what? I'm like, what's going on? Like, hey. I. I wasn't, my heart wasn't beating fast enough. I literally just didn't know what was going on. Because they come up to me, I'm like, no, no, I'm with them. Like, Mm -hmm. that's like the police coming up to you and saying, hey, ma'am, I need to speak to you. And you're like, no, no, I'm going somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know who they was. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need no paperwork. Like, (laughs) no Girl Scout cookies for me. And they're like, no, no, we customs. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like they're handing out a flyer, so no, I don't want that. Right. No. I'm like, no, I don't need nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to find out they was customs, they're like, why is they coming at me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, but the teacher, your professor came and it mm-hmm. and it was fine. So okay. Yeah, my professor yeah. and then Anya's, which is the interpreter, the they interpreter. came over. Like, yeah, because okay. we were literally about to walk on our um. Our train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was wow. the only like weird experience down there. Yeah, that's so I mean that's unfortunate, but I mean it's good it got resolved quickly. Like almost as soon as it started it was over with because y'all were yeah. on your way somewhere else. So Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I forgot to ask, like, where were y'all staying? I know your teacher you said your professor had like her own apartment. Yeah. Um, but where were y'all staying? Yeah, so like the um they didn't necessarily have like a campus or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. it's France. So 
it was more so like uh, the the it was a small school, so the not professor, but the principal there. Mm-hmm. He had like apartments all over Paris, so I'm assuming it's like this with every group. But I guess I can only speak for my group right now. Mm-hmm. But we got placed into different like different apartments of his over Paris, and mm-hmm. that's how it worked out. Like so, she our professor she had her own like apartment on it was maybe a five minute walk from us and then we stayed in a different apartment building on like different floors mm-hmm. yeah okay wait so each of you had your own apartment no 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 no. it was like i think there were maybe three people in one room and two people in the other okay mm-hmm. gotcha. all right and Okay, so so that's what you were doing in Paris, and then you took the train to Belgium for a fashion show. Um, why this particular fashion show? Like, why did you have to go to Belgium to see this particular fashion show? Yeah, so, like, everything, our entire time there was already scheduled out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay. before we even flew over there, it's a program, you know what I'm saying? So for the entire month, they had each day, like what you were going to be doing. And I believe, I don't know how often that fashion show happens, but it must've just been a thing where they were like, Oh, you know, there's a fashion show. I believe it was like a big fashion school. I think that's Mm -hmm. what it was, but there's a big fashion show in Belgium. And I think the girls would like really appreciate it. And so they just put it on the schedule for us to go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And what was that like? Had you been to a fashion show before? Um, no, I don't think yeah. I had been to, been to a fashion show before. Okay. I felt all good. We was in, I'm like, I felt like, I don't know who I think I am, but we was like in the front row. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, we were in the front row. Our school had a lot of perks like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, we were in the front row and it was a, uh, I believe I have some pictures and maybe I can send them to you if I find it, but um, it's very, it's very, very, very cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like what kind of stuff you saw? I mean, it's okay if you can't describe it in technical terms because I don't re- understand fashion, but I honestly don't really remember 100%. I do remember that I ended up following someone following one of the designers on social media, on Instagram. And I feel like he or she, I can't remember if it was a boy or girl, but they ended up like selling stuff here in the United States. Like at that time, it was like a senior showcase fashion show type thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, years later, I'm seeing like their merchandise is actually being sold in the United States in different places, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um. Oh goodness, I just lost my train of thought. What was I about to say? What were you about to say, Danielle? Oh yes. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so was this just a day trip, um, or did you stay a couple days and then go back to France? Oh man, we did stay a day. We stayed a day, maybe two days. It was definitely a day, maybe two. We okay. did. We stayed in a, I think it was a hotel, mm-hmm. but it, it's like different though. Like it wasn't, 
the design build wasn't like cookie cutter how it is here in the United States. Mm-hmm. It felt like more like an Airbnb type thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And did you get to explore while, while you were in Belgium or was it kind of just... A, a little bit. I mean, we mm-hmm. got to like walk the streets. We didn't get to like, uh, like take a cab ride anywhere, but we yeah. just like walked up and down the streets. Um, my friends that I went with or like the other students, they had Belgian waffles, like official Belgian waffles. And I regret that I didn't get one. But they said it was really, really good. Why didn't you get one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I should have. <laughs> I, every time I think of it, I get, I'm like, well, I should have just got one. Even though, like, yeah, maybe it's just because I'm not a sweets person. And if I mm. have a sweet, it has to be something that I'm craving. Like, oh, yeah, I need that Snicker bar. Or, oh, yeah, I need that Reese's cup. <laughs> But if if not, nothing's on my mind regarding sweets, then I don't really have to have it. I think that's probably a mood that I was in. Okay. I was probably okay. like, yeah, I don't really need it, so I ain't going to get it. Or maybe yeah. I just thought it was going to taste the same as it would back at home. They was like, nah. <laughs> like, I know what waffles taste like. I don't need any special waffle here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right. You know, I'm sure it would have been a little different, but you know, I feel like I mean, they you. said it was good. They acted like it was the best thing they had since like you know, pancakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said it was I mean, really maybe, good though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it could have been that good. Or maybe sometimes you already have the expectation, so like you already want to like it, you know. So But maybe... you know, actually another thing is that I don't know if you know this as well, but like stuff actually just tastes different there like the same thing mm-hmm. you can get in the u.s like it tastes different there yeah and i think it made like some of the additives that um that's in our food here mm-hmm. but yeah like even when i went to subway like subway tastes so much better over there and i don't know i got the same thing as i usually get here but that's <laughs> it's just so much fresh it's so no, fresh that's so i think no, that's, that's maybe where it was coming from when it was like oh this this waffle or Belgian waffle is just like so good. Oh, I, I think see. it was just, yeah, you know, because they don't, no they don't, uh, right? Certain things we allow here, they do not allow over there. So, yeah, of course, food would taste a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're older countries, so like their techniques and the ingredients they use, it's like bound to be a little different, you know. Right. So. One thing, one sweet I did get hooked on when I was there was creme brulee. I had it for the first time over there. Yeah. Yeah. You got hooked on that. <laughs> yeah, I got hooked on it. As soon as I came back, I'm like, who's going where I can get creme brulee in Detroit? <laughs> and I found a place. It was called the Astoria Bakery. I think they have a location in Detroit and one in Royal Oak. Oh, I ended okay. up going to Royal Oak like the week after. Got me. And got how me. did it compare? Cool. I wasn't in Paris eating it, though. <laughs> Right. I wasn't in Paris eating it though, but it was good. <laughs> wasn't quite the same. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> and um. So while you were there, um. Oh, I totally forgot to ask. Like, what? How did your 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 brother or your mom? Like, how did your family feel about you going on this trip? Uh, they were overall excited for me. I believe. Mm-hmm. For sure. But of course, like any other, you know, family member or sibling, they were probably nervous, more nervous than they were showing. 
mm-hmm. which I think, you know, gave me more reassurance that everything would be fine. Yeah. I mean, either way, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that they were 100% nervous because it's not, I, first of all, I've never been that far from my parents before. That's mm-hmm. what, like a nine hour flight? Mm, yeah. If something happened, they can't just get up and get. Okay, see you. Um, if something happens, they can't just get up and get to me in 10 minutes or five minutes flat. Right. Nine hours flight. So um, I think that they were definitely nervous about that part, but they didn't show it to me. Okay. Well, that's good. And then were you, did you talk to them often while you were away or? Yeah. So um, I feel like I talked to my mom definitely every day. Uh, Amazing. I talked to my dad as well. Um, there was one time where if you knew my mom, you would know she just very, um, I'm her youngest, uh, I'm her youngest, I'm her only daughter Mm -hmm. and I'm her youngest. So with that being, you know, she, she just like keep me close to her. Mm-hmm. And if she don't hear from me in five minutes, then she calling nine one one. So I was in a situation where um, where were we coming from? We were coming from shopping, and I had to go to the restroom. Mm-hmm. And we were passing a bar um, called Wide Open Spaces Bar, the Wasp. So I was like, oh, let me just run to the bathroom in here so we can get back to the apartment. So I went in the bathroom and then came out. Uh, got to the apartment and then I realized I didn't have my phone on me so I'm like oh my gosh I think I left it at the wasp Mm -hmm. I ended up walking back to the wasp and walked in the bathroom I didn't see my phone and when I walked out the bartender he was like oh did you forget something I was like yeah and he had my phone but this was like maybe like a 30 minute span from when I first lost it Right. and He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I text your mom. I was like, what? My dad, the whole U.S. guard up here looking for me. So he had texted my mom, and I wish I could find the, the screenshot of the text message. He said, this person left their phone at the wide open spaces bar. <laughs> so and so address, Paris, France. So oh, my mom. She said she was in the car and she slammed on the brake. <laughs> <laughs> and she called my, I think she called my, um, <laughs> she called my now sister-in-law like, Courtney's phone is in Paris and they just text me and blah, blah. And so then they ended up hitting up my professor and um, my professor ended up Somehow the message got back to me that my mom was, um, like, looking for me. And so I hit her back, finally. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm fine. Like, I just <laughs> lost my phone, girl. She thought I was taken. She thought it was a wrap. That's what I was about to say. She probably thought you were kidnapped. She, she thought I was taken. She was about to hit, submit, pay for the flight, and be over there. Because right. she thought it was a wrap. Oh, she was yeah. about to be Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was definitely her worst scare with me. Mm-hmm. When she got a text talking about, oh, this person left their phone. At- <laughs> she probably thinking it's like 1 a.m. over there. 
That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I can laugh about it. We can laugh about it now, but then she thought she was, you know. Mm-hmm. Was she mad at you? Did she like yell at you about that? No, she's not the type <laughs> to yell. Like that? Oh, okay. She's not the type to yell. She was just like, she she was just, I think she was just more so glad that I was okay. Right, right. And she was like, just, you know, girl, don't be doing that to me. I'm like, I didn't do it purposely. <laughs> right. Like, no, don't be doing that to me. You better make sure you got your phone on you. This and the third. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was really it. <laughs> you couldn't do much from nine hours away. Like, right. you, can't, you can't do much. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Bad that I, oh, that, that I was okay. <laughs> Ooh. I know. It's, like, it's funny. I'm going to talk to her later about it when she comes home. <laughs> Remember where I swear okay. the maybe like a month ago I was trying to scroll through my phone and find the text message, but it I think I've got a new phone. <coughs> Excuse me, a new phone since then. Mm-hmm. So the text messages are all gone. Yeah. But I remember it like it was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And you have a story to tell, so mm-hmm. that's fun. <laughs> yep, story for the books. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Mm, okay, so you were, um, so it was a month-long program, right? And then was there, like, a final project that you had to do to as, like, completion of that program? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a photography, I feel like it was a photography, um, like, finale type thing we had to do. Uh, and we styled some clothes as well. Mm-hmm. I can't remember it in, in its entirety, but I do remember that we had to do a photo shoot. Oh, that's what it was. We had to do a photo shoot with um, the items that we made in class. Okay. Uh, like whatever item of our choice. And then they, they were edited um, by the person at our school. And then they were put in like an online folder, which maybe I can find. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah that's, cool. that's all it was. And we got to say how we wanted our makeup done. And it was really cool, though. Okay. Oh, so you had to model your own creations mm-hmm. for the. Okay. Yeah, I was about to ask if you had to like find models or something like that. Okay, but you modeled your own stuff. Yeah, we modeled our own stuff. I don't remember what I modeled. It it may have been my felt hat that I had modeled. Okay. No, remember. That must have been fun. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. It was like sad though, because I'm like, this is the conclusion of our journey i guess you could say but mm-hmm. i feel like, it was okay yeah and do you feel like you um did you become like really good friends with your fellow classmates or maybe at least during that time y'all were there were you able to yeah i mean i close? feel like you definitely all got close mm-hmm. like before we went we didn't know each other i mean we knew that you know the other person was in our program, but we didn't know them like that or talk to them like yeah. that. But yeah, after the trip, we definitely all stayed in contact. And um, our professor from over there, or principal, I guess you'd say, head of the school, um, he had came out here mm-hmm. to recruit some people for to go back to the program the following summer. And mm-hmm. so when he came out here, you know, he come from Paris to go to Mount Pleasant to, mm-hmm. to speak 
which is like really cool to think about. But uh, yeah, we met up with him and had lunch and asked him how everything was going. And he asked us how everything was going. Yeah. So it was just cool to see, you know, some Paris and Michigan. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I have to take your word for it because I don't think I've ever been to Mount Pleasant. I don't know what's out there, but I'm sure it was Nothing. like. <laughs> <laughs> Grass. Grass and <laughs> That's why it's so funny that it's coming from Paris, come to Mount Pleasant. But lo- like, not even low key, high key. Um, mm-hmm. Central Michigan has like one of the best fashion programs in Michigan and I didn't know that because going to Central at first I wasn't even going into the fashion program and entrepreneurship program Mm -hmm. I was just going I think I started taking like physical therapy programs or classes and I wasn't really I was feeling it but I had to just sit myself down and be like you know what is it that you really want to do Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I kind of just floated into the fashion merchandising, but I also knew that, um, I had the entrepreneurial side of me as well. And I didn't want to that, let that just go astray. So I ended up doing an entrepreneurship uh, degree mm-hmm. too. Nice. Okay. Was that a hard decision to make, um, to go from something that was maybe seemed to be more practical to something that was more aligned with your personal interests? Was it difficult? Yeah, to change majors. Like uh, that. Or was it like no. a hard decision to make? No, it wasn't a hard decision to make. I just had to sit down and ask myself, like, what exactly is it that I want to do? Right, right. Because I know that I like making people feel good and, like, um, you know, making people feel confident. Mm-hmm. But I also had to say to myself, like, rehabilitation or like physical therapy isn't the only way you can make somebody like feel good mm-hmm. like you can make them feel good with fashion and that's something that i'm passionate about too right make them feel good you know style them for a photo shoot i just had to start thinking out of the box of right. what i really like other than what just goes with the flow i guess mm-hmm. Um, so that after I sat sat down with myself, I was like, okay, you know, and it's so easy to change your major as well. It's just mm-hmm. paperwork. Right. So no, it wasn't difficult for me, mm-hmm. especially when I just knew that I can, I can never go wrong doing something I'm passionate about. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I like what you said about like fashion can be used to make people feel good. Cause I think uh, maybe a lot of times people think about it something that's really vapid or vain or something that's um, exclusionary. And I'm sure there are like very exclusionary aspects of it, but Mm -hmm. the, you know, being able to put someone's style together or wear something that makes you feel a certain way, or maybe has a certain memory for you that can, that can change a person's day that can inspire them to do who knows what, you know? So even fashion has, um, has a place in like, improving people's lives to a certain extent. It does. Yeah, it does. You know, and it's not even like a lot of people think with fashion, it's just like, oh, you know, you have to spend a lot of money to feel good or Mm -hmm. feel confident about yourself. Like, no, you do not have to spend a lot of money. And I feel like it's all about expressing your style and what you like. Right. At the end of the day, like, I love going thrifting. Like, I love finding denim that fits my body for three dollars that's amazing Mm. you know and it makes me confident because i'm like hey i just saved 
ninety dollars <laughs> like yeah. from going right. to the store and spending <laughs> money on some jeans and I could use that ninety dollars to invest into something else that I like. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's an overall confidence booster and it's not nece- I don't feel like it's necessarily in vain. You know, when people dress up nice they feel good or when they dress um how they dress exudes a certain confidence about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel. So I mean, like I said, you don't have to spend like a ton of money on it's just about how you how you wear it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like um like the devil wears Prada, how she really just wanted a job, but then being in, immersed in the fashion world, she ended up like finding herself. Like mm-hmm. she went a little bit in too f- too deep, like a little too far, and then she pulled back. Yeah. And was like, oh, okay. What kind of person person am I? And it was like yeah. both the job, but also having to think about what she wears and having to think about looks for the first time in her life how, helped her to decide like how important is this thing to me you know right what kind of person do i want to be so i don't i mean i don't know if that's random i had just watched devil wears prada like last week oh okay so it's yeah, still I on my mind <laughs> i ain't watched that in a minute but that yeah. is a good one though mm-hmm. yeah okay so um so yeah so it sounds like you uh learned a lot and uh seemed to really enjoy your experience do you have any major takeaways from it that you remember or any oh i hear that train (laughs) or any advice you would give (laughs) yeah so um sorry this is train in the background it's okay You're enjoying uh, the outdoors. It's fine. I am. I'm an outdoorsy girl. I'm going to do a bonfire after this is done. Mm. But um, my advice is just like, it, it, don't ever put a cap on your dreams and always remember that the law of attraction is real and anything you want, you can get. And I know mm. that sounds cliche, but it's 100% true. Yeah. And that's how it worked came through for me as well like not everybody is able to say that they went to Paris and it's something that I was fortunate to do but it's also something that you know like it was an expensive program mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie when I looked at those numbers I'm like Woo, I don't know about this <laughs> and I wasn't gonna get any financial aid because it was during the summer and yeah. all, the, all the money had to come out of pocket mm. and that wasn't ever necessarily like a a deterrence for me though. Like even talking to my parents about it, they're like, if this is something you want to do, like we're going to make it happen. We just have to figure it out. My mom, she ended up um, baking, ended up baking cakes. Like the fee for the program, I believe was about uh, Mm, $8,000, $9,000. And she was baking cakes out the crib straight up out the crib and we ended up paying the whole thing off i made t-shirts as well from the program and mm-hmm. all the proceeds was going to go towards my trip so yeah. you know if you bought a shirt then you would be able to contribute to me going and a lot yeah. of people bought t-shirts which was amazing but yeah like nine thousand dollars busting sales for cakes and t-shirts like we made it happen yeah. so 
anything can happen as long as you put your mind to it. Don't let money be a deterrence either. Mm-hmm. It's what you have to do. Right. That, the experience that... is what it's all about. It's 100% right. what it's all about. Because even mm-hmm. though I went five years ago, um, it seems like just yesterday. Like when I mm-hmm. looked at the website and I was like, oh, that was five years ago. I went, I'm like, it seemed like it was literally just yesterday. <laughs> and that's what an experience like that'll do for you. You're like, yes, yeah, expensive, but mem- the memories for it are timeless. Mm, yeah, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that, I mean, obviously you have like your entrepreneurial spirit about you, but you also had your family to help you. Like y'all banded together to to make it work, and that's yeah, that's really like everybody. Good. It was me, my mom, brothers, my dad, like everybody. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Would you ever um, go back to France or Belgium, or do you have like other places that you really want to go to in the near future? Yeah, I really want to go back to Paris a hundred percent. Like. Mm-hmm. Even staying there for a month was just, like, not enough time to explore everything. And mm-hmm. with the fact that I was taking classes and stuff as well. Right. Um, but I definitely want to go back, hopefully, for maybe just, like, a two-week span. But I won't be doing anything but traveling and exploring the city throughout the whole two weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go back there. Um, another place that I would like to go, I really want to go to Egypt. Mm. And one more place. I really want to go to St. Lucia. Oh, okay. Why there? Mm-hmm. All right, so it's just always been a place where I just like wanted to go. Ever since I was young, just seeing pictures of St. Lucia, I'm like, oh, I want to go there one day. Oh, I want to go there one day. So, mm-hmm. and now that I'm older and and uh, you know have experience going abroad, like not have that perspective that I, I can do it. Like, there's right. no reason I can't do it. And that's what those experience will, experiences will do for you, too. Mm-hmm. They won't put, it won't put a cap on, like, your vision of what you can do. Because if you could do that, like, you could do, you could do it again. You could do right. it another ten times. Because you're putting your mind to it mm-hmm. and putting that belief that, you know, that it can be done. Because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of young black girls, uh, from like where we're from might not have they might have a certain like hope in them but seeing another black girl be able to do that gives them like you know some reassurance like yeah I can do that too right right and that's another thing that that I wanted to get across with me going over there like yeah mm-hmm. you could do it too yeah leading by example yeah yeah and then Egypt, is it the same kind of thing? Was that somewhere you've always wanted to go? Or did you, like, take an, an interest in going there recently? Uh, I feel like it was something that I always, somewhere that I always wanted to go, 100% mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I always watch the Discovery Channel, and I always watch them, like, doing the, um, I don't know the exact words for it, but when they're, like, in the sand and they're like sifting for like bones and things like that. Oh, um, archaeology? Yeah, archaeology. Like mm-hmm. I always see saw that on the Discovery Channel and I would always see them going into the pyramids and just talking about like, you know, 
how did they build these pyramids from such a long time ago and not having the tools that we use today and things like that. And I just always found that interesting. So I always wanted to go to Egypt and experience that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, Okay, cool. Do you have any like travel plans coming up soon? It doesn't have to be international, just like even domestic. Like, do you have any travel plans coming up? Yeah. So, um, actually was so crazy like before going to paris i hadn't really been many places in the u.s mm-hmm. uh and and that was also one of my first flights that i really remember i believe when i was 15 me and my mom mm-hmm. went to like chicago we took a flight but i don't really remember remember in my brain right um so going to paris was definitely the first flight that i vividly remember mm-hmm. and i ended up getting like nauseous on the flight which is a whole nother thing. Oh, but um, <laughs> since coming back from there, I've been a couple places. I love going to LA. Like mm-hmm. I've been two times this year. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to go back again. Okay. <laughs> I just love it out there. So LA is definitely on um, the plan in the next few months. And then I might take another trip out to New York. I don't know. New York okay. is another place that I, I love. Yeah. Hmm. What do you love so much about New York? I mean, I'm sure that there are tons of reasons. It's just, but. <laughs> it's just like one of those things, like ever since I was young and I saw like brownstone homes, mm-hmm. like I would get this feeling in my stomach. Like, I don't know if it was a feeling like that's where I'm supposed to be or like, I don't know. It would just be like butterflies in my stomach whenever I saw a brownstone. Mm-hmm. So like now, whenever I go to New York, I'll just like walk past Brownstones and I get that same exact feeling. And I just feel like New York is a place that I should be. So whenever I do just end up going there for travel and stuff like that, like I'm having the time of my life because mm. it's just a good feeling that comes over me. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, somewhere that I wanted to go and I dreamed about when I was young, like I'm able to actually go out there by myself if I want to and just explore the city and get yeah. that same feeling in real life. Right. That makes sense. And LA, you just go and like chill. Yeah. LA, LA is just like different. I I don't really know how to explain it. It's just, it's just very, it's a a different vibe. Mm -hmm. Especially from New York. It's just like, you know, the beaches, the sand, everybody's just so nice. I definitely don't like the traffic. Have you ever been to LA? No, not yet. No. <laughs> that traffic girl. Mm-mm. But yeah, That's LA is just like yeah. a different vibe. I, I, it's just like laid back. Everybody's just so cool, and mm-hmm. that's what I like about LA. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, that'll be good. Um, you know, if you get to go there in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I definitely want to go back to Paris. I was just looking up flights. Maybe, maybe in like, I don't know. It'll. I'll have to see how much ticket prices go down and mm-hmm. monitor that. But if not this year, then hopefully like next year, early next year. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll get there. You know, at some point. You know, it'll mm-hmm. be great to like maybe relive some things and then make new memories. Since, like you said, you'll have time to. Like the purpose will just be for exploring, you know. 
exactly. you won't have to be in class or working all that time. So exactly. you can be present and see as much as you want to see. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Love it. Well, yeah. So um, thank you so much for taking the time to tell me about your study abroad experience. Um, thank you for interviewing really me. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, thank you for your fun little stories. Those were really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting time um, over there, man. Right. <laughs> but before you go, I wanted to ask, um, where can people um, find you or keep up with you? Um, are there any? Is there any social media that you want people to know about? Any projects or upcoming events? Well, it'll be a while before this comes out. But in general, like... Yeah. Where do you want people to keep up with you online? Yeah, for right now, you can just follow me um, on Instagram, which is Court Denise, C-O-U-R-T-T-D-E-N-I-S-E. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm most active. So, yeah, you can check me out on there. And within the next few months, hopefully, actually, by, by September, I'll have a website up as well. And through yes. that, you will be able to see any DJ events that I have coming up. Cool. Awesome. They do yeah. events mostly in like the Metro Detroit area, right? Yeah, definitely in the Metro Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it is primarily now. Okay. But hopefully I'll be traveling with it soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I think you will. I think you will. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, this was really fun. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Yes. <laughs> I did, bro. This is therapeutic. This is therapeutic. I love it. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. So, um, tell your mom I said hi. Tell your your brother and your people in general I said hi. And um, yeah, I just hope you enjoy your evening and and the rest of your week. All, All right. right. Thank you. You too. <laughs> thank once again. Thank you for reaching out and interviewing me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I just hope that things continue to go well for you and that you have an awesome week. Hopefully it's off to an okay start so far. I know today's Monday. People hate oh, Mondays. Oh, yeah, I didn't but... have to work today, so it's great. Okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, it is great. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we'll, have to, we'll have to stay in contact. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, girl, I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, Bye Courtney. Bye, girl. <laughs> All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Courtney for being such a wonderful guest. Keep exploring. Keep challenging yourself. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, also, uh, be sure to check out all episodes guest profiles and resource lists on the website younggiftedandabroad.com and uh, please continue listening uh, to Young Gifted and Abroad either on SoundCloud or Acast. And as always, if you would like to be a guest on the show or if you have questions or comments to share, feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for next week, I have a guest who is also from a similar area that Courtney and I are from. Uh, But I actually did not meet this person until um, we were in undergrad. Uh, She is a super dope person, uh, very self-aware, very just 
so intelligent in in a down-to-earth way um and she actually lives in taiwan she studied abroad in university and so she talks about that a little bit but most of our conversation was actually about her experience um living and working as an english teacher in taiwan so she will talk about how she got there what life is like there some of the the issues and microaggressions uh, that she faces there and um but also some a lot of the good stuff too because she is a very passionate uh, teacher who loves children and and educating people so you'll hear all about that next week but until then thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time <laughs>